Welcome to Volpreneur Podcast Channel. I've got a very special guest today, John Vong, who's an owner and SEO uh, founder of Local SEO Search, and he helps small business businesses rank on Google and dominate their local market. puts a strong em emphasis on relationships and treats his clients like family. So um, I'd really love to have, have a chat about um, SEO and, and Google and stuff today. So welcome to the show, John. And it's a great name to start with. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. Um, I'm excited to share some insights, knowledge, and hopefully some of your audience members get, uh, take some information and use it uh, actively for their business. Great. And so um, just give me a little bit of a background on where you, how you got to in your business because a lot of the, our listeners have basically an entrepreneurial journey where they kind of sometimes usually end up <laughs> where they don't expect. I mean, I started in a bank and ended up doing, um, running a, um, a software company and a, and a marketing company and writing books and stuff. So when I was 16, I would have never dreamed that I was doing what I'm doing now. So <laughs> I think a lot of us accidentally, most people accidental entrepreneurs, usually by, um, by choice sometimes, but sometimes by necessity. So how did you get to, to so you run an SEO business. Is it, how long have you been operating and how did you get to where you were? Yeah, definitely. So I started this agency back in 2013, so a little over seven years. Um, the reason I started was um, I, I was working for a fairly large uh, print media company. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called Yellow Pages. Oh, uh, wow. So <laughs> yeah, I remember them well. <laughs> it was a directory, yeah. and I was there for over five years. Okay. Um, and that was pretty much my longest stint in terms of my uh, job career-wise. Mm -hmm. But before that, I also dabbled in traditional media as well as online media. Um, and before I, I really uh, felt my comfort zone in, in really servicing localized, small, medium-sized businesses at Yellow Pages. When, while there, I built a lot of uh, great relationships with business owners. And at that time, I probably serviced upwards of a couple thousand uh, business owners. And every single meeting I had was a battle because of what was happening, um, transpiring. People were moving towards a different medium, right? They were mm -hmm. uh, moving away from traditional media and they're gravitating towards Google, right? Yeah. And the internet was you know, at their infancy, I would say, but people were consuming it. They were spending more time in front of a computer, desktop, laptop. Tablets were not that you know, as prevalent as it is today and smartphones were just about to take off. Right. So at that time, people were just getting used to navigating on Google. And, um, what I found was a lot of business owners were just spending, uh, a lot of money, but not getting a good return on their investment at yellow pages. And what I discovered was people wanted options. They wanted to get the same sort of ROI that they used to get 20, 15, 20 years ago, or even further. Um, and they wanted to just start seeing that, you know, a company actually wanted to take care of them again, right? Because mm -hmm. yellow pages kept raising their prices, but not producing a go good return anymore, right? And they were you know, just a big monopoly, I would say. And therefore, um, I, you know, for me being fairly young at that time, I was like eager and I wanted to try something different, right? And a lot of my clients at that time um, said, look, if you did something different, let me know. And that's what I did, right? So I discovered this whole SEO space, um, not knowing much about it. So mm -hmm. I just knew that this was a new medium that was kind of, what a lot of my business owner clients were asking about. So I knew there was a demand, there mm -hmm. was a need there, and I just had to fill that need. 
Um, so I was always in sales and marketing. So it was very uh, easy of a transition to sell clients. Um, and that's how I got started selling them, signing up for a package and then figuring out how to get them on that first page. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think um, what, the interesting thing with small, with small businesses that a lot of people that start small businesses aren't very good in sales. Well, I've yes. seen this a lot, right? And so what happens is that they never really consider themselves a salesperson. They never actually really focus on making sales properly, so they avoid it. And I've got a couple of clients at the moment I'm talking to that's like, you've got to get your mindset around the fact that if you're not, if no one else is selling your business, you're the salesperson, right? And and, exactly. and the reality is, is that framing scenario, like I think with the other pages was interesting because they kind of, they should have been Google, right? The, the, the other page companies that did all this should have been Google. Is just like, um, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica should have been Wikipedia. Like it's not a, it's not ob it's really obvious to them right now looking back and seeing it, but they got caught by surprise. And I think they never really ever recovered from that. And I remember paying five, five, ten thousand $10,000 for a full page ad and you had to, and people, like I've still got a guy, a plumbing client at the moment that calls himself A1 Plumbing because he wants to be, in fact, he actually registered as AAA one Plumbing. <laughs> Just say so he was at the top of the yellow pages, right? And I mean, that means nothing now. Like, the, you know, the alphabetical order doesn't work anymore because the only way that they could do it in the past, right, was to put an alphabetical order. So everybody just put A's in front of everything um, to try and, you know, gain the system. So I think it's, um, it's interesting that people sort of don't really know much about sales in terms of when they get into business. So obviously coming from that background, I came from banking and interesting enough, banking treats you, uh, trains you how to do sales. So it was like a, an easier transition than say being an expert in an area and then ending up to have to try and sell it. So um, with SEO, like uh, there's been a lot of um, scenarios, you know, that have come up in recent times like the Google slaps where they basically decided to change everything in the algorithms and and kind of reset the bar and i think it was interesting i was reading a book the other day and was talking about the concept of the facebook slap so sooner or later you know like facebook's going to just wipe out half the businesses on there um because they, they're not economic to them and they want to go after the big guys because they don't really the big guys don't focus on return on investment so much so they just spend money um so do you think that the seo has got a future do you think it's like where do you think it is in the scheme of things in terms of like the yellow pages? Is it is there something that eventually it's going to phase out, or do you think it's getting uh, more competitive? And that what do you where do you see the thing going? Yeah, so I'm not sure a lot of your audience members know what SEO is. Mm. Um, I'll just take a step back. SEO yeah. is really the natural. Uh, appearing results on Google search. So when you're typing in a keyword, uh, typically you'll see ads at the top, then there's a local three pack on the map, yeah. and below that is also natural listings. So mm -hmm. what we focus on is the map, which is free listings, mm -hmm. and below that, which is also free. Mm -hmm. And what Google re uh, refers that to is more like the natural organic section of Google. That you kind of earn, so, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then the paid is where Google makes their billions of dollars a day, right? Mm -hmm. Where business owners are paying per click, yep. right? Um, which also means there's such a huge demand of queries, a lot of people searching on a daily basis for them to make billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot enough business owners that are willing to pay for it to make Google the size it is. Because I would say 70% of their revenue is through ads, through mm -hmm. AdSense or 
through YouTube ads or Google ads or their ad network. There's a lot of ads going on, right? Mm -hmm. um, because Google is collecting data. They know a lot about you, right? Your yeah. behavior, sites that you crawl, there's cookies, there's cache, there's a lot of things that's being extracted. And what they're trying to do is provide the best user result for that given search query by that user um, and then match it with business owners that they deem to be that best kind of result for that user, right? Mm -hmm. So you searching versus even your neighbor or your family member will have a different result all the time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so what you try to do and what we do for, for all of our clients is really position them as that expert or authoritative figure mm -hmm. uh, where Google then knows that, look, they play by the rules. They know what they're talking about. They are experts in their domain niche, um, in their localized marketplace or whatever it may be. And what they are doing is just running a really good business, right? Mm -hmm. And Google rewards you for doing good, right? Um, so before Google existed, actually, uh, think about pre-internet times, right? Mm -hmm. Pre-Google. Um, how did everyone search for business owners, right? It was traditionally the yellow pages. Yeah. It was a directory and pretty much it's sorted by categories, which is now keywords on Google. Mm -hmm. And in the white pages, it was more the brand name, the company. So it's the exact match brand on search. So mm -hmm. if you think about it, they kind of just replicated what yellow pages did, but yellow pages didn't act fast enough. There were, you know, savvier, younger people that kind of wanted to make information free and accessible mm -hmm. um, in a very fast and convenient way for the users, right? And once that became more of a, you know, it, it got picked up by the, the main consumers, then that's how Google took off, right? Mm -hmm. um, so as long as there's usage and people now have access to information so quickly, so easily at their fingertips, on their smartphones, on their desktop, tablet, laptops, whatever it is, there's so much, so many more ways that people can just access information. And that's what Yellow Pages did a very, really good job over hundreds of years ago, right? Mm. Um, up until maybe 20 years ago when Google kind of started taking off, right? Um, but every single home had a Yellow Pages, every single business, every storefront, and everything else. Like everyone knew that they would get a comprehensive business directory with every single business going in there, right? And that's what Google has kind of replaced now. Mm. And it's interesting, it's um, a concept where, you know, like the earning it in terms of a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of people kind of try and rig the system, right, the latest and greatest thing. And, and I think the reality is, is that if you kind of think about it from a, from a business perspective, like you said, and you kind of earn your, earn your stripes there and you do the right thing, then, you know, ultimately you'll be okay because the, the reality is that people kind of game the system, the, alg the algorithms change, things change and they end up getting caught out. So end of the day, I think that one of the things that people get wrapped up with, and I've seen a lot with SEO is, I guess, and maybe we should talk about this a little bit, called black hat and white hat, right? So yeah. a lot of lot of businesses will come along and the SEO guru will come along and go, oh, I'm going to do all these things and get you ranked. And it's a very short-lived thing usually. Usually it lasts a couple of months if you're lucky, and then away you go, and then you're lost again, and then sometimes you get penalized, right? So um, maybe yeah. talk a little bit about white hat and black hat in terms of, and obviously understanding sometimes what you think is, Fine, perfectly fine isn't right sometimes Google go no you can't do that 
So, so what I'm going to also refer back to is back in the day, 20 plus years ago, um, how did these You never looked at all, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but how did these businesses survive without the internet, right? Mm. So think about it. These bricks and mortar businesses relied strictly on the yellow page, but they relied heavily on word of mouth and referrals, yeah. which meant they had to run a really good business, which is create good value, have good value prop price it properly, service them properly, like just run a good business. And then people will then talk about you, right? So pretty much what used to work still works today. And if you don't run a good business, Google will catch up and know that you're not running good business. (laughs) Exactly. So all these shortcut hacks, you know, people that claim the world, they they guarantee this and that. Well, first off, you got to understand that Yes, you need a digital footprint. You need to market yourself digitally because that's how a lot of businesses are like found today. But you got to first start off with a really good foundation of running a really good business. Know who your customers are. What is your product and service? How do you differentiate yourself? Do, do you know how to price it properly? Do you have good reviews and testimonials? How's your case studies looking? Mm. White papers. Like just all that has to be very foundationally sound before you run a really good SEO campaign. So mm-hmm. when, when we take on clients, we have to find out like, where are they in, their, in terms of their business cycle? Are they starting off? If they are starting off, is it just a business plan or is it really a business? Because mm-hmm. do you have revenue? Do you even know who your customers are? Mm-hmm. How do I help you if you don't even know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then find out like price-wise and then you know, run a bit good business by knowing who your customers are. So they have to be paying customers first. So you know who you kind of want to go after. What is that persona looking like? Because without having real customers that pay you, you're going to take on anything. And Mm -hmm. that's not the best way to run a business. So so there's so many synergies as Mm -hmm. in starting a good SEO or campaign versus running a good business. And then of course there's black hat and white hat. So what I always tell people to do is, Go clean, follow the rules, like you're running a really good business at mm-hmm. a bricks and mortar uh, dentist chain down the street, right? Yep. They take care of their customers, they provide really good service, they have really good customer service, they have multi-touch points, they have good technology, you know, brochures, reward programs, whatever it may be, has to be exactly replicated to digital, mm-hmm. right? And don't try to trick the system. There's no yeah. easy way and Google will find out because they're AI, they're rank brain, they're, you know, they're <laughs> so smart mm. and they're tracking everything. Mm. So mm. there's no way to game any system and everything's short-lived, right? If you're in it for the long term, say you've invested so much money either starting your business or going to school for a profession. Right, and you know this is what you want to do for five, ten, twenty more years in your life. Well, that's where SEO can really elevate your game. But if you don't even know if this is a real business or not, I would say play around with ads. Go mm-hmm. with Google ads. Go with social media ads. Go on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever it may be, to find out if this is a real business for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Once you figure that out, then SEO should be able to expand your reach, really refine who your clients are and really become that expert, position you as that go-to, you know, authoritative business. 
So what happens, um, like, in the old days, and I think it's because I've been out of SEO a little while because I haven't really done that a lot for a while, because I think the biggest problem is, is what Facebook did is it kind of diverted people's attention onto an advertising platform where you basically just run ads and make money. But the reality is an expensive way to go. And yeah. so someone who finds your website um, by accident, let's say, off Google, that's, that's very cheap lead in comparison to paying $20, $30 for someone who's actually signing up for something. So what's the kind of basic toolkit do you think? Like, is it should they be writing blogs all the time? Should they, um, should, should they look at their website and make sure that they do some sort of SEO audit on it? What should they kind of, what should be the, like the toolbox that they should make sure they've got things in place to, to make sure that's actually going to work for them on Google? Yeah, so SEO is uh, not more, it's not like a one size fit all, right? Like it's an evolving thing, just like running a business. You're running so many different hats. You have operations, sales, marketing, uh, HR, product development, everything, right? Mm -hmm. So think about it that way. Your website is pretty much your storefront digitally. Yep. And if you don't run it that way, it's going to be very difficult for you to scale your business, mm -hmm. right? Um, so you have to understand like everything matters, not just one aspect of it. And if only one aspect of it in your storefront really is, you know, operating very well, like you do really good in customer service, but you don't do anything else well, then mm. you're going to fail, right? Mm. So it's the same thing as SEO where you have to take care of your website, which is technical. You got to make sure you do audits, make sure you implement, you know, page compression of images, speed, HTTPS, you know, make sure that everything is running operational, smooth, mm. indexed by Google. And then of course, building authority, amplify that with, you know, links and getting people to talk about you, share your message, get good reviews, reputation, um, you know, just writing good content, of course, but writing good content for the purpose of positioning you as the expert, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that I would not say go and write one a week or one a month. I would say wait until you write a really good piece of content, then publish it because yep. more people will talk about it sure. once it actually makes sense for people to then amplify it, right? Versus mm -hmm. just putting out stuff just for the sakes of putting it out, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. do you good and it doesn't do good for the audience members either. So it's very similar to like the social media, like you mentioned, right? Everyone is buzzing about Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the social media platforms, right? The challenge is you have to understand the why people are on social media in the first place. Mm. Facebook is really to connect friends and family, right? It's a platform as a community to chat, to have groups and, and dialogue amongst peers, yeah. right? Your friends. LinkedIn is more of a job recruiting site, right? Where people are then posting. And of course, you know, there's, there's a lot of job opportunities there. That's why you update your resume there, right? Twitter is more of a snippet of little news bits, sound bites, right? Where you can update whatever is on your mind, just tweet about it, right? And then of course- they scary with that. <laughs> and then there's Instagram where it's all images. So it's mm -hmm. pretty much the same as um, magazines, right? Where people love pictures, they like it, they follow, and then there's influencers, right? Mm -hmm. So you wanna buy that shoe because the Kardashians wear it or whatever it may be, right? So you have to understand the platform and you have to understand where your customers are coming from, right? So if they are that demographics, which is 
whoever may be consuming that platform, then by far go spend money in that platform. But you have to understand who your customers are, where are they consuming a lot of the content, right? But if they are anywhere in that buying cycle, typically they go on Google if they are serious in terms of buying a product or service, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I still believe SEO will always play a vital role because search, yes, there's paid ads and that's how Google makes their money. But you also understand that majority of the people, consumers, will know that it's paid ads and won't click on ads. Yeah, they yeah. Will I don't click on, any time I ever click on ads is if I'm getting desperate to a degree where I'm starting to think I can't find a suitable thing here. And, and I mean, in, in local business, it, it probably is a little different because when you say suddenly looking for a plumber, then you you kind of like you are looking for something that's going to be it's going to fill the buttons that you want to you know you're looking for. But if you're looking for something else, then the reality is you're doing research, you're trying to find things out. You, you're not being sold to at that point, are you? Really, you just sometimes you're just researching, trying to find things. Yeah. So, but that's what SEO can provide, right? So, depending on where they're at in their buyer journey, right? Informational or, you know, navigational or they're transactional, right? Or even afterwards, right? Like support. Mm -hmm. So Google is still that platform and people will use different terms and you need to make sure your website can cater towards every single person throughout that buyer journey and position yourself as that expert for whatever product or service that people are looking for it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why SOI still feel like it's still a vital tool and a medium for every single businesses. Uh, but a lot of them are scared. They're, they're not sure who to use, what it really means, because it is very technical, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of unknowns. The challenge is a lot of people are promising the world. They're guaranteeing stuff. They're bombarded. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they bombard you with so good offers, emails and phone calls, and they just start hitting you. And you're like, okay, what is this? And why should I need you? And, you know, like, and people not just local, but overseas are also spamming you, right? So yeah. there's so much clutter out there. Mm -hmm. And they don't really know what they don't know. Yeah. So, you know, what I try to do is educate. I want to inform. I want to let people know, like, don't be scared, but make sure you know what you're getting yourself into and work with someone that you trust. Mm -hmm. Just like a product or service that you kind of want to buy, do your investigation, do diligence, go do reference checks, go do, mm -hmm. you know, back checks on the site, the reviews, everything, right? Check them out. Just be mm -hmm. every, everything else, like yourself, right? When you buy a bigger ticket item, you're going to do your due diligence. So mm -hmm. why not do that for any business interaction? And I think that's a dangerous thing because, I mean, I've, over the years I've seen people come to me and say, look, I've, I hired this SEO guy, they've made a mess of it, um, now I'm banned on Google, you know, like they've actually, and so it's your reputation at the end of the day, it's your domain name. And I think people forget, I was at a, a, a conference a few years ago and it was, they'd come from America and they'd come over and they started talking about assets, like, and, and they were referring to website assets, they were calling websites assets. And at that stage, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Like it was something like, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's, it is an asset um, and it should be considered one. And most people don't consider their website an asset. They consider it like a brochure or something. They never necessarily check it themselves to make sure it's right. Never be your own customer. I reckon you should essentially Google yourself and check your experience because sometimes, you know, you can find things and out you didn't realize. And I think that's the... The danger is if you if you just get a website done and forget about it, it's not making any money for you. Then you kind of like forget, and then suddenly the links are broken, or you're getting penalised. 
because it's not mobile friendly or whatever. So there's so many complexities. And um, that's why having like an SEO company or even having tools and knowledge about what is best practice and what's going on because someone that's not technical, I would say hire someone to do it because you probably don't understand and not comfortable yeah. trying yeah. to learn it. Um, but if you have that interest, there's a lot of videos, there's a lot of blogs, there's a lot of good people out there wanting to support and help you throughout mm. this you know, entrepreneurial journey, right? Mm. Um, but the challenge is you need to be willing to take that next step and understand, yes, a website is an asset, just like a bricks and mortar company that you have, right? Like yeah. um, it should help you and it should be your one of the top ways you're generating leads. If it's not, then something is not right, right? It's not just a brochure. It should actually help you scale your business. Yeah. And so what happens with, you know, it, it, you know one of the areas of your expertise is obviously local search. So um, do you think that someone who's like an online business that doesn't necessarily have a local presence as such, like they're dealing with people in their country, their state, or, you know, even the world, does that localized listing concept, um, is that important? Is it something they should be worried about? Like, I mean, a lot of... I would imagine that a lot of online businesses do not register on Google Business to even yep. register their business name or anything like that. I bet you they don't do it. But the reality is, is that if you don't do it, then that's a that's a level of, of credibility for like, isn't it? Like if you don't if you're not registered properly as a business on Google, then they're never going to treat you like one, right? Yeah. So Google My Business, which is the local three pack, you can verify and own it. The challenge is if you're an e-commerce site. Yep. Um, if you don't actually uh, have a bricks and mortar, or you don't service a local community, it's very difficult to verify it mm. um, because you're, you're pretty much just selling widgets online and yep. anyone can do that, right? So that storefront doesn't really mean much for you mm. because you're servicing a larger community, not just localized, but it will be national or international, right? In scope. So... The reason you want that map so that people know where you live or reside and service is a service-based industry, like mm -hmm. a local plumber or roofer or, you know, trade people. Um, and then, of course, someone that has a bricks and mortar store, right? So if you are a, a dentist or a massage therapist, chiropractor, physio, um, then, of course, you want to verify all that. And people tend to shop locally anyways, between mm -hmm. two kilometers to five kilometers, right, within your local vicinity. But then, of course, if you're an internet marketer, then there's no boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but again, you got to position yourself. A lot of local marketers also have a storefront because they service a local community, right? Yeah. And yeah. people tend to always still want to shop local, meet someone in face to face to see if you're the real deal, right? Mm -hmm. Check out your office. So, mm -hmm. all these things that used to work, <laughs> I always bring back to like Yellow Pages, it still works today. Yeah, business means, theory still works, right? The, the principles of business never change. Still, still works. So for me, it's all, all about like perception, right? You have to make sure that your customers still feel like you are the real deal. Even if it's through a Zoom meeting or a Google Hangout or whatever it may be during this COVID, but you still have to portray like you're localize or you're you're someone that actually cares for them right um and wants to service them and look for the best interest for them mm. so i think yeah i think it's interesting and i mean sometimes um, um even if you are an online business like you say 
um, you tend to drive past your customers every day. <laughs> like it's like it's like people get in a car and they'll drive like two you know two hundred k to see a customer. In that time period, how many people do they pass that actually could be customers, right? So sometimes just thinking about whether you whether you might be able to have a local presence and you're worth claiming that area is probably still worth thinking about because at the end of the day you still might get clients like for us like one of my businesses is book publishing and so an author can come from anywhere um, but certainly there's plenty of people in my local area that would be looking for that and the chances are that most of your competitors that do that don't list locally anyway right so maybe having to think about whether what whether you could offer something locally that's easy to that that will make might make sense, and then maybe your competitors haven't thought of that, and so you're going to rank quite highly if you actually do offer it. Yeah, my my suggestion is always start off local, mm. dominate local, and expand national afterwards mm. because it's easy, quick wins, and yeah. it allows you to see if it actually makes sense to continue your business or not. In mm. terms of like, if you especially if you're starting off, right, and you don't know anything about this digital space, and if if there's a good company or yourself is able to like start ranking yourself localized because there's enough traffic, there's enough users looking for these terms of your product and services that you offer. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if there's a higher, like there not, might not be a huge amount of people searching, but it's a very high conversion rate. All those people that are searching will convert. They are actively looking right now. All they need is to find someone that they can trust and resonate with on a local level right um that's all that matters i don't really care about getting everywhere i'm more concerned about like getting the right type of people who are in play that are actively looking right mm -hmm. um so the conversion rates a lot higher versus like i'm getting thousands of impressions thousands of clicks but i only get one client that's interested i'd rather get 10 clicks and get two clients interested mm -hmm. right like it's all about the ratios right so yeah. just take care of your own tribe and people and understand who they are and market towards them. And I think that the challenge here with, with social media is that people, like you see a lot of social media influencers that have got millions of followers, right? And the reality is, is that some, they make very little out of it. I, I talk to a lot of them where they, they may have millions of people following them, you know, what they eat and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is, is that they don't really have buyers, that those people are just following them because that, that's entertaining for them. So I think the, the, the concept is that clicks mean something, not just, and likes don't mean much unless they actually buy from you. So I think the challenge is, is getting real about the business and saying, okay, well, if I can get traffic that's qualified to my page, then they're going to more likely buy. If I just send a bunch of people that are not even the slightest bit interested, then that's just going to screw everything up, right? Because Google's going to look at it and go, oh, low quality page. No one's really spending any time there. They're just, and, that, and I guess the thing is with that too, is that there's a lot of, a lot of things that happen on a website, right? So from, my understanding is that Google looks at all these different indicators that happen on the website. And obviously one of them is, would obviously be how long they spend there and, and how many pages they go and where they start and end. But there's lots of other things on a website that should be right. Isn't that right? Correct? And like this should be. Yeah. Able... Yeah. User engagement is very important. Long, uh, how long they stay on your website uh, versus bounce rates or, conversion rate because ultimately if they stay on your website for a couple minutes they're actively engaged you're checking out your services checking out your blog checking out case studies mm. um, you know whatever it may be and then the longer they stay the most likely reaction will be they're going to contact you because mm. they find something of interest right mm. uh, versus someone that only 
checks you out for like five seconds and presses that back button. Um, yeah. And typically that's what happens when you pay for ads, right? Like Facebook ad or Instagram or Google ad because you're pushing stuff at people. And you have to remember this, Google is like, um, I would say earning your way, like owning equity yeah. in real estate, right? While renting space or ads are really, you know, you're renting. You're only spending money all the time to get in front of these people. As you stop, that stops, right? Exactly. And you're interrupting them from their actual activity that they want to do. Like when you're on Facebook, do you really want to look at ads? Probably not, right? You want to check out what your friends and family are doing and are up to, right? When you're on YouTube, unless you're a premium subscriber, every couple minutes you see a video, right? Like a sponsorship. Well, do you really want that? Probably not, right? Like all these things are, but this is how they monetize. They need some way to make money, right? Cool. So these p people that are spending tons of money on these ad uh, advertising platforms, their whole premise is really it's like branding, awareness, and, and maybe it's just top fundo. It's just a reminder that I need to buy pizza. I need to buy shoes, right? Whatever that big brand. So whenever they're ready to go to back to school, they're going to buy that brand, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's different. It's perception and it's all marketing. Same as like influence marketing. Mm -hmm. I would focus on micro influencers where there's high, huge amounts of engagement versus someone that's a macro influencer. You're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes, they have millions of followers, but how engaged are they? How active are they? Mm -hmm. And do they really care about you and your, your product? Probably not, right? They only care about that money that you're spent giving them to post a product placement ad that they, you know, mm. you're trying to get more, more people to buy your product, right? So. Yeah. No, I think that's it. I think, it, I think the, the, the theme here is really earn, earn the right to be there. And I think a lot of businesses may write, do a website and then forget about it. And what I see a lot of, is they'll, they'll do a website, they'll get sick of looking at it, so they'll do another website, and another website, and another website. But the reality is what they're just potentially doing is destroying anything they had in the first place, right? So if they wrote a really good blog article or something and then they moved on to another website and they forgot to translate that over, then they're actually just cutting and, and pasting out all the information that Google had becomes irrelevant and then suddenly they're back to scratch again. So I think having that plan in terms of when you look at the website, what... I'm going to, what's going to happen at the other end is important. And whenever we transfer a website, we look at where the existing links are going because that's probably the, the most dangerous thing that most people don't do. They just let the links die, right? They just, and, and it kills you in terms of Google then, doesn't it? Yeah. So when you're either buying a business or you're starting a business, um, you might have links, you might not. But the, the key is really just making sure that foundationally you understand the impact you'll have, right? Uh, either trying to do it yourself, uh, hire someone that knows what they're doing because it could be a detrimental thing. Like if you were ranking fairly high already, you're transitioning, changing your brand name, buying new URLs, um, and then migrating over with a new website. Of course, you want to make sure canonical uh, redirects are done properly. Like just make sure you have the process in place. Someone that's done it hundreds of times versus you trying to do it and making sure that it, you know, nothing falls through a crack, right? Mm. So um, I guess sort of round up a little bit in terms of, of what you do. So you, your focus is obviously in local 
um, like a local SEO, but I mean, the reality is it works for anything at the end of the day. So um, what sort of typical money should people invest in SEO? Like, is it something like for me, I think most people couldn't cope with that kind of concept of, of having to kind of figure it all out and keep to a schedule because the reality is SEO doesn't just, you just don't do it today and then it's gone tomorrow and that's, you know, yeah. that's the end of the job. It's not like setting up a Facebook profile. You've, you've got to work it, right? You've got to keep that thing. It's an engine that you've got to keep running. Um, what do you think is a reasonable price for somebody to pay for SEO as opposed to what you see in the industry when they tend to die? Like there's two very ends of it, like some really cheap. And I think if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true, right? So, Yeah, you pay for what you get. Uh, yeah. Definitely someone that actually knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big thing ultimately is... You know, if you are spending money on ads right now mm-hmm. and you understand that it can really help you grow your business, get in front of more people, your audience types, and hopefully get a really good ROI. Say it could be localized newspaper flyers, brochures, or even trade shows, and you've dabbled in Google ads or whatever it may be, right? And you're spending significant amounts of money or even hired salespeople, telemarketers, running email campaigns, different advertising techniques and you're frustrated you're not getting good solid ROI that's where SEO can really jump in and -hmm. really help you out because a lot of my clients spent tons of money in different different platforms and we're frustrated Uh, or they hired the wrong SEO partner right Um, people that Overpromise, underdelivered, someone that actually didn't have a really good track record, whatever it may be. I always say use your gut, do your due diligence, work with someone that you kind of trust. And you know, they'll they'll be honest with you, right? Like they want to see you succeed so that they succeed. Yep. That's what we're looking for as an SEO company. Like we're the good guys here, right? Um, so if you want to really grow your business and scale and escalate, um, that's where we can help you as long as it's a good fit. Because ultimately, yes, we work with a lot of local business owners, small, medium-sized business owners. That probably comprises about 75% of our client list, which is you know the lawyers, plumbers, dentists, chiro physios. And then, of course, there's the 25% that's more B2B focused, mm-hmm. which is national in scope, international in scope. Um, so it's different strategies, uh, different timelines. And really, we have to look at where you're at and where you want to be. Because with SEO, you got to benchmark. You got to figure out who you're competing with, what they've done, and how do you catch up to them? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure there's every industry out there has already been doing SEO. And a lot of your competitors have probably jumped into it. So Mm -hmm. if you're just starting off, you have to be realistic as well, right? You need to get on the block, right? (laughs) They're going to crush you. (laughs) And, And that's the problem. A lot of people have these un realistic expectations because they've gotten calls and emails and promises and they've tried others that promised the world never got there. Mm -hmm. And therefore I'm like, you know, if you want to be true to this and you got to understand the concept, like this is what we can do, right? It is long-term. It's more. And yes, I've seen clients rank in the first month, but I've also seen clients take two to three years to rank. Mm. Right. Which it's realistic, at least. Yeah, I don't say. Game, like, I think that's the thing. In this world of instant things. Um, exactly. It's, it's, people got to have expectations. I think they need to lower their expectations a little bit about what's possible and lengthen out the time it takes to get something done. Because, you know, as you say, like, what you're really kind of waiting on is almost like um, I, I, I was in a bar, like the Top Gun bar in, Los, in um, San Diego once, and there was these... Um, 
these uh, referees for the local, um, uh, you know, uh, club and everything. And he said, he said to him, look, um, to become a referee, someone else has to die, <laughs> basically, yeah. because everybody wants these jobs and, and basically they have to, um, you know, that somebody has to actually, you know, retire or die or whatever so you can get a job. And I think that's the kind of thing with SEO, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, as people come, as businesses come and go, they're going to stop their SEO. They're going to drop off. That gives you an opportunity to get in up higher that someone else might have been able to stay there. Um, and so I think that's the thing you've got to remember that's completely organic and it's changing all the time. And you've got to be aware that things can change overnight. Suddenly that, that your major competitor can go broke and suddenly everybody's coming to you, right? It's like Zoom was a good example of that. You know, like suddenly and everybody wants to use Zoom. Um, so I think at the end of the day, you've got to be kind of aware that, you know, what your competitor's doing and what's happening next. And I think if, if nothing else, SEO gives you, you know, doing that SEO kind of initial analysis is, is very eye-opening for a lot of people. And, and if you look at, like, again, back in the day, traditionally, um, you look at those businesses that succeeded, and it could have been generational, right? Mm -hmm. How, you, starting off, you know you can't compete with the big guys because they're spending tons of money advertising, full-page, yellow pages, brochures, newspapers, you name it. They got huge budgets. Mm -hmm. Unless you come in with funding private money or you come in with a lot of money to compete, you still don't know have that brand recognition. You don't have that, you know, just skill set, right? Like that branding goes mm. a long way right so mm. it's the same thing in terms of the digital space it's not gonna happen overnight it's gonna take time but if you understand that and you're equipped and understand that it's a long journey and you're in it for the long term and it's a long game it's gonna really be an asset for you right mm. um, so again back to the price point uh, i forgot to mention that so something like what we offer we're a full service agency yep. take care of all the content technical links you name it uh we kind of do it for you uh, as a one-stop shop mm -hmm. we start at about a thousand dollars a month yep. um, and we go up from there right yep. depending on how comp competitive it is we give you a batch of keywords we do analysis like we're full on but we also need that contract right because mm -hmm. we're not just going to take anyone on yep. for a month-to-month -month gig right it's we're more work, about right? it's too much work, work to sort of set up and it takes time to start mm -hmm. seeing the the rewards that you're like even getting a link it could take a couple months to get indexed by google right mm -hmm. so you know all these things are a lot of factors and moving parts right so um that's what we're all about we're here to support and help businesses strive and succeed but they also have to understand where they want to play but everyone's so eager uh, because they're spending money not seeing good results right away not like mm -hmm. ads they see it but they get frustrated because the ads don't really convert to clients right and I think the thing is, if you look at like, a, let's say, use a thousand dollar a month, so as a figure, right? If you're getting a hundred leads a month, that's like ten dollars a lead, right? And I think that's what people need to kind of look at is, well, what would a lead cost me if I'm getting leads from SEO, and and what's it cost me to get that lead? Because then the cost per lead and cost per customer to me is the two metrics, and most people don't track. So at the end of the day, if you look at that and say, well, if I can get a hundred people to to fill out a form, and then maybe one or two of them buy well, then that becomes viable in terms of the way you look at it. So I think a lot of people think, well, how can I quantify the cost? Well, the cost really comes down to ultimately how many people actually, you know, take the next step with you at the end of the day. 
Yeah, and the, that's the other thing. Like tracking it is a little bit more challenging with SEO mm -hmm. um, versus like Google ads, Facebook ads, any ads, because it's all about impressions, clicks, and conversion rate, right? Mm -hmm. With SEO, it's more of a longer cycle. Um, and you don't know where and how and how long will they take before they reach out to you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a little bit more different. That's all I could say. Yeah, and I think the thing is that to me, like like I was talking to a business the other day I'm considering going and doing business with, and I've been looking at them for quite some time. And so, and what I noticed is actually they've changed their website a couple of times over that period of time, but the reality is it takes time. Some people don't buy straight away, and I think that's the thing that people forget is that they could have saved your website on a browser. They could have, you know, could have kept it somewhere. Um, and then something out of the blue, they do business with you. It's like, oh, it just happened. But the reality is they could have looked, searched you six months ago. It, it could exactly. have gone somewhere and someone just suddenly calls you up like an assistant who's been slack, <laughs> you know, like a backlog. So I think you've got to remember what's going on in the brain of that person that's looking at your site and what they're doing and, and why they originally searched you. So, um, yeah. But it, I think to me, like even if you spend six months with an SEO person or a year with an SEO person, that's a good investment in basically your foundations. Right. Yep. So if, if you find it doesn't work for you at the end or you, whatever, then that's okay. But the reality is, is what you've done is you've put the right things in place yep. that you probably missed in that process. And, and I think that's probably what most people don't do. They don't kind of audit their site or look at it and talk to an expert and say, well, it looks pretty. And of course, the website, and one that I get the most is, oh, the website designer should have known that. All right, and it's <laughs> like, completely different. No, exactly. And I mean, I remember when when we went from kind of like um, to to mobile when people started talking about mobile, and we always used to say mobile were first, right? Because you need to make it for mobile. And I've got one client; seventy five percent of his traffic is mobile. Yeah, and it's because he's running Facebook ads. It makes sense, right? He's driving traffic yeah. to Facebook. It's on mobile. Um, without a proper mobile experience, you you know you haven't done a good job. So I think the end of the day is making sure that. You know, you've got that, um, you know, process in place that's going to, you know, at least set you up for a long period of time because web designers don't, they just make it look pretty. The web designers hated mobile. They thought mobile was ugly and, and they couldn't make it look pretty, so they, they avoided it. And so I think that's the biggest challenge is that, you know, the person you thought knew what they were talking about with SEO rarely does. Like most web designers, they're trying to do web design and SEO. They're probably not really... <laughs> experts in either really they're probably dabbling in both in some respects and even with seo like there's so many specialists um yeah. and different subsets right like content is one piece link building is another piece technical is another piece right like uh, user engagement and understanding reputation management all these are like subsets within seo um and you can't just do one and expect really good results, right? You have to like do everything very well mm -hmm. so that at least you will then have a chance to compete with someone that's actually doing it very well. That's ranked, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, make sure you've got the list. So um, we're not talking about earlier. We talked about the concept of, of you know, having some free gifts for the, for the listeners. And one of the things you said to me was that you'd give people a free SEO package for one month um, for anybody who signs up. So tell, walk me through that because that sounds pretty cool, right? So at the end of the day, you know, you're basically giving out a one month's worth of SEO. What's, how does that work? Yeah, so for us, typically we, we got to understand your business, see mm -hmm. if it's a good fit. Uh, we kind of do an audit. Um, that's also complimentary. Nice. Um, and then we, then we, you know, put together a package, see if that's of interest to you and we both agree and then it's usually on a one-year term mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do offer that one month off. Nice. Okay, cool. So in the end of that, you've got nothing to lose by having a conversation, right? <laughs> exactly. And that's a big thing. Like for us, we're all about like just educating people. And we might not be the best uh, partner or good fit for you at this moment, but you'll remember us, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're ready, at least, um, you know, I would always say, look into different mediums, different platforms, see what works for you because every business is different, mm-hmm. right? Bricks and mortar, service-based, product-based. There's a way to generate more sales and leads, especially if you never ventured into like this digital space, right? Um, there's a lot of people searching today and mm-hmm. you just want that opportunity to be in front of them at the time of not just purchase, but either in the beginning of the purchase, informational gathering to, you know, they're frustrated with who they're using right now and they need a different option. They're, mm-hmm. Second so, opinion, basically, right? <laughs> exactly. And you just want to hit them on, and be there when they're looking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what SEO provides. So uh, just more exposure. Mm. So I, I see the website's local, seosearch.ca. So I'll put those links up in terms of um, on the on the actual show page as well. So it's there. But basically, they can they can go there. and, and um, So should they mention it when they talk to you, essentially, I guess? So I guess fill out a... Fill yeah, out yeah, a, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, really appreciate you coming on. I think um, I think what, it's a lost art. I think SEO, like it's it's something that's been around, you know, quite a while now. But I think it's still it's it's a bit like LinkedIn. I think um, it's like an unknown thing to a lot of people, and they just like avoid it. And I think it's something that shouldn't be avoided. It's almost one of the foundational things, as you say. If you're working in a, if you're doing a business, have a proper business, run a proper business, then those things will reflect on the outside world. And I think that's. That's a big thing, and I think eighty percent of what goes on in your business is is um, is really what happens outside as well. Exactly, I think a lot of people still think SEO is like Google Ads mm. or social media, yeah. and therefore you just have to understand the difference, right? Yes. Um, and it's a lot different, and it's a lot more difficult to own real estate, own the space. Yeah. Um, but when you're positioned as that expert and leader. Uh, you're gonna definitely get more of. You're gonna reap much more of the rewards from that. Mm, yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, hopefully we're gonna talk to you again soon. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, John. Really had a good time. Great. Thank you.